Welcome to the Constructionist Podcast, hosted by Caleb. Just as we grow gardens and build buildings, God is building you through the renewing of your mind. The sufficiency of the scriptures is paramount in your journey, and every week, Caleb will challenge you to make them a central part of your life and worldview. Join us now as we explore the world through the ancient lens of God's Word. Hello friends, it's nice to have you all here again. I want just to let you know that one of my consistent prayers is that God's Word would spread in your hearts and God's Word would spread through this podcast. Now in the book of Acts, if you have a read through it, it says about four times that the Word of God spread. It's kind of an interesting phrase because the Bible itself is a book that has been translated into thousands of languages, and it is itself spreading around the world. But ultimately, we need the Word of God to spread into our hearts, and from our hearts out into our lives, into our everyday words, our everyday actions. Ultimately, that's what I would love to see from this podcast. And so I pray that the Word of God would spread into your heart and then out of your life. And today we want to talk about bread. But uh, I'm going to give a little bit of a different, different definition to bread. Bread, obviously, on a physical level, is food. Food is what we need to give ourselves energy so that we can go out and do the things we need to do. So in that sense... When you think about sitting down to eat, if there's a company or a restaurant out there, like let's say that you run a restaurant, and it's a nice restaurant. It's a restaurant that does good sandwiches and you know hearty breakfasts, and when dinner time comes around, there's a lot of fellowship, and a lot of people enjoy going to your restaurant. And so when you feed these people, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whatever it is, they come in empty, they go out full. And when they go out, they're able to then go and do the things that they need to do for the day, for the rest of the afternoon, into the evening, after breakfast, in the morning, whatever. And so you are sustaining, you're helping sustain them. That's what eating food does. It helps sustain a person for the activities they need to do for the day. So bread is sort of a basic, it's sort of a picture of all kinds of food. So we we know from Jesus's teaching, he says, give us this day to pray to the Lord, give us this day our daily bread, which is sort of a, a metaphor for what we need to, to live, for what we need to do the things we need to do for the day. So let me broaden the scope of the idea of bread. Bread is that which you ingest to fulfill a need or a desire. So you could hear that definition and go, oh boy, that's kind of open for all sorts of interpretation. Well, yeah, absolutely. Let me read you this verse in Proverbs. This is going to be our sort of jumping forward, jumping out of this verse. Uh, remember, we're about constructing something. We're about constructing people in the strength of the Lord on the truth and the sufficiency of the Word of God. That's what this podcast is about. If you listen to this podcast, if this is the first one you've ever heard, or if you're a regular listener, then I'm here to say that this podcast is about constructing you up as a person 
in the scriptures that are full of the truth and the sufficiency of the word of God and the spirit of God. That's what we're after. So you must understand the scriptures. They are the only source God has given us uh, that we can hold in our hand that is the source of truth, of understanding the promises of God, of gaining the, the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding that God wants us to have in order to live the life that we are here to live. Now, I'm not discounting going to church and fellowship and things like that, but what I'm saying is, is that God has given us the scriptures. And when we couple that with a desire and a dedication through prayer to be humble, to see God work through our lives, then big, big things can happen. That's what I'm saying. So, but we have to understand the scriptures. That's like foundational. Understand the scriptures. Read the scriptures. Let them get into your mind and into your heart and then work their way out through prayer uh, and obedience. Let the scriptures do their work inside of you. So let's read this passage from Proverbs 9. This is talking about bread. The woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, she says, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Oh, but he does not know that the dead are there that her guests are in the depths of the grave or in the depths of Sheol. They're dead. So, scary passage. The woman folly. So, Proverbs chapter 9, that's verses 13 to 18. Proverbs is full of exhortations to wisdom, exhortations to gain understanding, exhortations to uh, be wise in our day-to-day -day life. The rabbis would say, the ancient rabbis would say that, that the book of Deuteronomy is lived out through the writings of Solomon in the book of Proverbs. So the law finds its day-to-day -day, uh, fulfillment in living out the Proverbs. So this passage here is on a negative sense. The woman folly is loud, not the, the lady wisdom. If you back up to verse 1, it says, wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places of the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come eat my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. So does that not sound very similar when you jump down to verse 13? The woman folly is loud. She is seductive she, and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And whom lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. That's very different to what wisdom is calling out. Wisdom says, come eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. So wisdom folly Sorry, uh, Lady Folly, Woman Folly, is saying to eat stolen water, to drink stolen water and eat bread in secret. It's not the clarity uh, or the uprightness 
of the honesty of Lady Wisdom. Lady Folly is very different. But she is offering water and bread. Is that not what Lady Wisdom is offering? Come eat of my bread and drink of wine that I have mixed. So it's close, but not quite. There's a lack of depth. Wine has a depth of flavor that water doesn't have. Water is good, but it doesn't have a depth to it. Now, the problem is, is that water and bread, both in the Bible, are symbols of really good things. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. We're, we're told in Ephesians that we should be washed in the water of the word, okay? That the word of God cleanses us, that it is um, out of us will flow rivers of living water, okay? That's referring to the Holy Spirit in our life that John, uh, yes, John writes about in John chapter 7, where Jesus says that out of you will flow rivers of living water when the Spirit works upon us. So here, uh, Lady Folly is offering a different kind of bread and a different kind of water. This is very, very bad. This is where we have to have discernment, okay? Now, if you go to Hebrews chapter 4 and read verse 12, it says there that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, and it divides uh, soul and spirit and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. And that, you know what, let's just go there. Uh, Proverbs, I'm in Proverbs, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, scroll down to verse 12. Uh, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And no creature is hidden. Oh no, oh sorry, I want chapter 6. Hebrews chapter, uh, the end of chapter 5, the very end of chapter 5. Yes. For everyone who lives on milk, unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. Uh, yes, verse 14. But solid food, this is Hebrews 5.14, solid food is for the mature for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil. So the Word of God is something that we need to go from sipping milk like babies to eating uh, the fullness of it like meat. The only way to do that is to read it, to apply it, to pray through it, to let God do the work of the scriptures upon you. When that's done, you will grow and you will become mature. So remember, we're talking about bread from Proverbs. So bread, I am defining in a very broad sense, is that which you, in, that you take in in order to satisfy some need. Now there's a, a woman named Folly who's out there who is offering you deceptive bread, bread that is uh, stolen. It's not real food. It's false food. Okay? It's like fast food. I don't know if you've seen the film Supersize Me. Uh, that guy ate McDonald's for 30 days straight 
And doctors were telling him after three weeks that he could die if he carried on, you know, because it was killing his liver. He was gaining weight. All of his cholesterol and all these things were sky high. He had no energy. He was eating food every day, three times a day. He was eating Big Macs and Quarter Pounders and chicken nuggets and all that stuff. But it was not solid, good, healthy food. And the guy's girlfriend was a vegan chef. And so after 30 days, she put him on a detox diet where he just ate uh, you know, vegetables and grain, you know, good organic food and stuff like that. Uh, that's, but in the physical, first, the, first, the natural, then the spiritual. So the natural world teaches us about the spiritual world, spiritual world. Bread is something that is there to satisfy us in a physical sense, but it also is true of our mind and our emotions and our, and our will, but our mind and our emotions. If you become addicted to gambling, if you become addicted to alcohol, if you become addicted to uh, pornography, if you become addicted to, oh, I don't know, uh, golf. I mean, you can pick all sorts of things. Uh, it's this thing that you have to have to get a fix. Um, you know, people are addicted to gambling and whatever else, but uh, there's all sorts of things. There's a million things you can be addicted to. You can be addicted to caffeine. You know, you have to have your cup of coffee every day or whatever it, it is. 20 cup, cups of coffee a day. I don't know. But all of these things, maybe you're a workaholic. There's all sorts of things that you can become addicted to and you get that fix and it makes you feel good. Uh, but it's it leaves you wanting. It leaves you hollow, ultimately, in the end. It, it does not give a, the fullest satisfaction. So the scriptures are there. Remember Lady Wisdom, if you go back to uh, Proverbs chapter 9, so let's jump back to Proverbs chapter 9, and then look again at what Lady Wisdom is saying. She says in verse 4, whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Or in other words, what the whole book of Proverbs is saying is seek understanding, seek wisdom. That's what it's after, and that's what we need to be doing. If you read through the whole book of Proverbs, you will find that there are foolish people and there are wise people. You'll find that there is a way for fools to walk and a way for the prudent to walk. There is a way of folly and there is a way of wisdom. Ultimately, there's a way of death and there's a way of life. And this is what the whole of the scriptures is trying to teach us. It wants us to exercise our mind, exercise our understanding in order to discern good and evil, in order to discern the best way to live. So whatever you're ingesting, if you're ingesting junk food, you, your body will fall apart. Someday you'll be fat and diabetic and with cholesterol and heart conditions and all that kind of thing. Me personally, uh, in the next few weeks uh, or over this next summer, I would love to do just a straight up juice diet and just drink like fresh juice vegetables for a week or so. And, uh, you know, blitz up spinach and kale and apples and whatever else I can stick in that juicer and just drink that and just sort of purge my system. That's what I've wanted to do that for years and I've just never actually done it. And hopefully in the process, I'll lose a bit of weight <laughs> because I could lose. I'd be happy if I, if I lost, you know, 15 pounds. I think I'd feel better if I did that. But I got to not eat. I certainly ha can't go to the fast food restaurants. 
If I went there and just ate that, uh, I'm not going to lose that kind of weight. And of course, my wife tells me I need to do exercise as well. And that's something that I should do. So, but to apply this now to the way we think and to our prayer life, we need to be ingesting the word of God. So uh, stay away from all of these of the junk. And you can ask the Lord and he'll tell you pretty quickly uh, or that what you have in your life that is an addiction. Something that you just really don't want to give up. The thing out there that uh, is hindering you from taking the fullness of what the scripture teaches on board and living it out. So you could ask the Lord that and he'll show it to you. And then you just have to deal with it. And that's what it is. Just like there are people in this world that weigh 300 pounds and they, they just they don't have the willpower to drop it. And there's lots of people like that. You know, and I've got, I only want to lose 20 pounds. And there's some day it's like, oh, do I really want to just drink juice? I mean, I like having a good solid, you know, hamburger at the end of the day sometimes. But you make these sacrifices and you go that way. But it can manifest itself in a myriad, a myriad of things. So this idea of bread, that which we ingest in order to appease, to, to get the fix, to get to fulfill the desire. We need to have the desire aimed toward the Lord. If our desire is ultimately for him, then that is eternal and that is forever and that is satisfying to the deepest of our core is what it is. The Lord will do that to you, but you have to aim for it and you have to push through to get it. That requires discipline. So the new Paul in the New Testament talks about the athlete who runs the race and you win you run in order to win. So an athlete in the Olympics who is desiring to get that gold medal, he's going to have a personal trainer, he's going to have a coach, he's going to have a dietitian, he's going to have uh, a, vari- a, a, a weightlifting instructor or whatever. I don't know. People who are on these Olympic teams do not do it in their own personal bubble. If you want to go the, to the Olympics and win a gold medal, I guarantee you, you're not going to do it all by yourself. You're going to have a number of people around you and be part of a team that is going to be getting you to win that gold medal. And you're not going to get there by waking up at nine o'clock in the morning and eating yourself uh, a bowl of Fruit Loops. And then maybe let's say you want to do the hundred meter dash or in my day, I was a swimmer. Let's say I want to swim uh, the 50 meter freestyle. So that's, that's like the fast event in the swimming world is the 50 meter freestyle. And in the running world, it's a hundred meter dash. Okay. If you're wanting to do these things, Man, you ain't waking up in the morning and eating Fruit Loops. You know, you're waking up in the morning and you're looking at what the dietitian has told you and you're going for the high protein and you're going for the energy rich food and then you're going to get in the swimming pool and you're going to swim five miles or you're going to get on the track and you're going to run a mile and then you're going to do your sprints 
and then you're going to go to the weight room. You're going to lift weights, and then you're going to get back in the pool, and you're going to swim another five miles, and then you're going to do your, you know, your training of, you know, how do you dive? How do you enter the water? What kind of swimsuit are you going to wear? Uh, have you shaved all the hair off your body? Have you got swim cap on? Are the goggles light enough? You know, are you stretching enough? Are you lifting weights again? Are you getting yourself in shape? Are you getting that endurance? Are you getting that power that you need pushing off the wall when you do your flip or when you do your, your breathing exercises and all that kind of stuff? And then you're going to have people that are going to be analyzing every single thing you do. Do that with your spiritual life. We are not to be lazy slobs. Be in fellowship, be in prayer, be in a group Bible study, wake up in the morning, listen to the Bible, read the Bible, spend the time in prayer, edify yourself with good Bible teaching. All these things are what are necessary in order for you to grow in the Lord and to be gaining in wisdom. You can't do it in a bubble. Don't be silly. Don't be stupid. Don't be a fool. That's just the way life goes. So this is your encouragement to you to think about what goes into your mind, to think about the films you're watching, the magazines you're reading, the books you're reading, the TV shows that you're watching. Are these things adding to your wisdom, adding to your understanding, adding to your knowledge in Christ? And that's what it comes down to. So ask the Lord to reveal to you what are the things I'm holding on to? What are the things that I'm investing, ingesting into my mind or into my body that are not conducive to living the fullest life in the spirit that I should live? That's what you're after. Read the scriptures. In this case, in Proverbs, bread is bad. But you need to have that discernment to know which bread is good. So the bread of the scriptures is the best possible bread. Now, there's a whole world of interpreting the Bible that comes down, I guess you could say this is the recipes to cook the food that you're after. Interpreting the Bible is a whole other thing. And I'm going to hopefully be doing a number of podcasts on how that we should best interpret the Bible. And then once you get those those skills under your belt, you'll be flying even faster and even further than you were before. So God bless you. Be encouraged. Read the scriptures. It is sufficient for your life and for a deeper walk with the Lord. Go to him in prayer. Ask him the things that you need to purge from yourself, the fast food, the junk food that you got to get out in order, and then uh, just get into the scriptures themselves, and we will go forward uh, glorifying him and in holiness and righteousness. God bless you, and have a good day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you were challenged and encouraged by what you heard today, please feel free to share it with any friends or family you like. You're welcome to email us at calebtheelectrician at gmail.com. That's calebtheelectrician at gmail.com. And remember to leave a comment at iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts.